0: Hey everyone, I'm your host, Brenna McCullough, and welcome back to The Best Season, Episode 11. So before we get started on today's episode again, I just want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in every week um, and dealing with all the technical stuff we've gone through the past 11 episodes, um, dealing with the sickness with Brooks a few weeks back, you know, all the fun stuff that we've been dealing with with the podcast and starting this new. It's been definitely a journey and I'm so grateful for it and for all the people that have listened. You have been wonderful Um, and if you're new here, welcome. Um, Take a listen to today's episode and then start with the other episodes as well if you haven't heard those yet Um, and if you're a listener that's just coming back for this week's episode, happy to have you guys here again. Um, I just hope you know Talking to you guys each week has been a blessing for me in my season of life. And I'm just so grateful for all the love and for you guys' listens every week. It's been so much fun to do this. It um, gives me a little bit of um, a time to myself. Um, usually I'm recording this at like 11 at night and currently Brooks is asleep. So this is my time to sort of do my own thing. So to start off with this week's episode, um, we're going to dial it back a few, like probably, I think it was the fourth or fifth episode, um, I really dove into part, postpartum and how it's affected me this past eight months, um, sort of where I was at at that point, and this is sort of a follow-up episode in regards to the postpartum episode. Um... If you listen back, I opened up about my vulnerabilities with postpartum, um, just to find my, you know, being a new mom, um, and a first time mom has been hard, but for any of you that have been through the postpartum stage before, if this is your first time, you guys know what I'm, what I'm going through. Um, and to be honest, when I recorded the episode, I really didn't know if I'd get back to being myself again, um that sorta of just felt like I was forever away from myself and no matter how hard I tried and it felt like I was close to, you know, getting back to where I was before pregnancy and before becoming a mom, I just sorta of got drugged back and knocked back down again. Uh, sort of the way, best way to describe it is if you're, you know, swimming or close to drowning and you're trying to reach the surface of the water, and you're so close to the surface, and you can see the sun and see everything, but you just can't quite make it to that surface. Um, That's sort of how I felt postpartum, just felt like I was drowning and just couldn't get air, Um, and it's scary, um, especially for someone like me who tries to be happy all the time and have a light about them and, you know, be a light for someone else. It's always been my motto is treat people the way you want to be treated, so I try to just be happy and my best self and it was really i have to say it was really difficult to sort of put that this facade on i was really you know i'd come home and it's like the theatrical mask where you have the one that's sad and the other one that's happy i would go home and take that mask off where i was pretending to be happy all the time and acting like i have my shit together when i honestly, I didn't. I was struggling hard. Um, and luckily, I have truly the most supportive husband who saw how I was feeling and said, hey, what's wrong? What can I do? Um, and I won't go into the, the postpartum issues I had medical wise, but because that is resolved as of now. But my husband was my backbone. He was my support. And whenever Let's just say with the, you know, metaphor and talking about drowning and just couldn't catch air, He was the lifeguard in my situation where he brought me back to the surface and he saved my life. Um, and so many other people did um, in my life as well. Um, and this episode is dedicated to those people who helped me find myself again. And that's what today's episode is called is how to find yourself again. Um so, when you're dealing with postpartum, if you're it's new to you, um, it's a lot. And I didn't know how long it would take me to feel like myself again. I knew it would be a journey. I knew it would be long. But I just, you never know. It varies for each person. Some people bounce back quicker. Um, sort of like when you have to lose, when you lose postpartum weight. Some are faster than others. And that's okay. You know, we are human and we can only do so much so I just sort of thought slow and steady and you know I'll get there when I get there so there was a lot of trial and error of trying to find what worked best for me so you know from the postpartum episode I was on Zoloft Um, I was on a low dose of Zoloft to try and get me through those hard times anxiety depression I had reached out to my nurse practitioner Um, And really said, hey, I'm struggling. I need help. Um, And she was like, well, I'll get you on something. You know, she read my mind and just knew that I needed help. So once I got on Zoloft, you know, was on that about four weeks, four to six weeks it takes to get to its peak. And um, I was finally starting to feel like myself. It was really just helping take that edge off. But I was still having times where I'd have anxiety and panic attacks just sort of hit out of nowhere. And that was scary too because I've had panic attacks before, but once I got at this new job, it had been a while. So I wasn't used to having them. So that was sort of, you know, reliving that time again in my life when panic attacks were, you know, pretty severe. But um, I just kept trucking along. I was back to work, you know, doing what I love and helping people. And still was having you know back and forth times, and it was really the navigation of becoming a mom. Um, so I was really just you know freaking out about is is Brooks eating enough? Is he drink you know is he is he getting the proper hydration, nutrition? Is he gaining enough? And then you know we had his first sickness where he got his first ear infection on vacation, um, and it was a lot. It was a lot. You know, tried to hold it together, be calm. And there would be times like with this first sickness, I just kept crying all the time. I was so emotional. And I just told Tyler, I said, When will I be back to normal? I'm sick of not feeling normal. And with a female body, your hormones are so crazy and what it does. And I felt like my hormones were just so out of whack still. And that was even just, that was, it's November. was in September when I still felt like my hormones were just out of control because I couldn't control my emotions I was just crying all the time I couldn't figure it out so I really was in September after we got home from vacation and after he was sick with that ear infection I'm like when will this end when will this constant fear which as a new mom and as a parent that fear for your kids will you know probably never end but I just I just felt like it was there was no light at the end of the tunnel that I was never gonna get there. And no one ever wants that ever. Um so I just kept trucking along and I said, you know, maybe it'll just be even longer, maybe it'll be a few more months. We'll see. So I kept trying things, really trying to do self-care. So this was you know, this was the reason the podcast got started. Um, I needed something to keep me going. And not, I, I guess I shouldn't say keep me going. I didn't have any bad thoughts of harming myself or anything. But as a new mom, you hear of intrusive thoughts, which I talk about in my postpartum episode as well. Um, and I had struggled with that a little bit too, postpartum. So... It was just trying to find a happy medium and get to where I wanted to be. But um, this podcast really has been something that I really dove into and just really just pour my heart and soul out in um, and really just express my vulnerable side to you guys. Um, and whether you're a mom, a, you know, a friend, co-worker, or just if you're a complete stranger listening, um, I felt that if I could do this podcast, I could be potentially helping someone, which maybe that would help me get back to where I needed to be. Because that was always my goal in life is just to help people and to make bring them happiness. So I thought, you know, with this podcast, just talking to people and just doing what I can to make them happy, that'll bring me back to who I am, bringing back to myself. And once I was back at work, You know, the craziness of COVID that we're still dealing with, you know, that sort of I think played effect into my mental health too, is at work. It's hard to sometimes shut off, especially being a hospice nurse. You're dealing with end of life, dealing with death and dying. And it's a lot, it's a lot on your heart, a lot on your soul. And it's hard to sort of sometimes shut that off before coming home. And so that's why I was like, okay, maybe if I do something like a hobby I can shut my mind off, do it during the week, and sort of take a break from work. But I felt like everything before that I just kept not being able to do, not being able to do, or it wasn't creative enough, or I was going to fail at it. And so but I just realized, hey, I need to stop caring what people think and just get doing it. So I started the podcast, and as you know, it's been a little over 11 weeks, we've had a couple hiccups here and there, but, um, I really do believe that finding this hobby and doing this has brought my, brought me happiness and sort of helped me find myself again. So this, I bring, it brings me a lot of happiness and I'm so honored to be able to share my life with you and the vulnerabilities that I have because, you know, we are human and You guys, I'm sure, have dealt with a lot of the same things I have, and so just know that I'm always here for you, and a big thing that has helped me get through these past eight months, which is crazy, it's been eight months, because Brooks is, you know, obviously eight months, and everything's flying by, but... um. Family and friends have been a huge part of my life and finally after these past eight months I feel that I have found myself again and I feel like I did before pregnancy like before pregnancy and even during pregnancy because when postpartum hit like I said my hormones were all out of whack I felt and I didn't get testing but just like you have that feeling inside of you that something's going on that something's off And so I truly think that's what it was. And it just took me longer to get back to, you know, myself and going from just the two of us, Tyler and I, you know, to having a baby, that's a big adjustment. Um, Bringing a kid in the world is a huge, like huge thing to, you know, deal with. And so it was, it was scary, but it was exciting and I think it just took me a little bit to get through that and get over the hormone changes. And so eight months later now, I feel like I'm finally back to being me. Um, I actually, I've been off my Zoloft for a little bit um, and I feel great. I feel like whenever I do have those moments of anxiety, I can shut it off a little bit easier be able to do self-care or talk to friends or talk to family and sort of get that calmness back and that anxiety to lessen and there's still going to be times where it might not be that easy but you know that I feel a little bit better um but you know I think being on medication really helped me and I'm not saying I'm never going to get back on medication but it really helped me get through that hump that I really was going through with my hormone shift. And um, I definitely, I am so grateful for that in my life. Um, but a few things now that I'm going to discuss is really so, some more reasons of how I am, who I am right now. How I got to where I am today is from friends and family. Um, my coworkers at hospice are practically family let's just be honest and a lot of people i actually worked with at my previous job so we've been through a lot we have suffered through a lot um and you know have dealt with a lot and so they really they checked in on me while i was at home making sure i was okay and i i noticed that whenever they were checking in on me i was just sort of shutting off Where. I just felt disgusted with myself and I felt I'm going to be bothering them. I can't tell them anything. I said, they're going to be bothered and be like, oh my gosh, she's ridiculous. Why is she acting like this? And those first, like that first month, I felt like I was going to break. And, and I felt so weak and so upset that I felt like that because I had this new bundle of joy in my life. And then I just wanted to just break down and cry all the time. I was so fearful of my own life that I was missing out on those joys with my son. And everyone that said, Hey, are you okay? What can I do? Like my friend Colton and my friends at work, you know, Nancy, Leslie, Rhonda, everyone at work really kept checking in on me, making sure, Hey, what can I do? Can I bring you food? I didn't even want them to bring me food just because I felt disgusting. I felt like I hadn't showered in days, which was probably accurate. I felt like the house was a mess. I didn't want them to bother. Like, I didn't want to bother them, you know. And then COVID's in the mix of that, too. So I didn't want people in my house. Just every little thing was going through my mind of, oh my gosh, they're going to be disgusted with how I look, how the house looks, or they're going to be not interested in what I have to say, or, like, they're going to be thinking I'm dramatic because I was so upset, and going through a lot. So I just wouldn't let anyone in. I shut a lot of people out and I don't know if they ever really realized, but to me, I just felt like I didn't text people back. Um, and I got a lot of shit for not having visitors at times too. And that was fine. Um, I just, you know, whenever people do give you crap, you just say, Hey, this is my baby, my decision. And that's that. But then I just felt guilt about that and just ongoing guilt on and on and on. And my biggest thing is I waited too long to let people in. So I waited a few months. And the only person I really opened up to was my husband. Because, you know, obviously he sees me every day. Was noticing what I was going through. And then he, who only got a week off with our baby. Because the U.S. has horrible parental leave for freaking, you know, leave for having a baby which is a whole topic in itself that hopefully I can do one later on um to compare different countries and things anyways he only got a week of leave but he knew that I was struggling he knew that I was having a super hard time and he's like what can I do what can I do what can I do and even me i was like babe i can't do that i can't ask you to help me i can't have you do these things i said i feel guilty like you shouldn't have to be dealing with this yeah he was so scared for me too because he's like i want you to be okay you know but he knew something was off and he pushed me to be like you know hey if you need help you need help you know we can you know talk to your doctor or whatever and he was there for me every step of the way Um, through every blood pressure check appointment, every reading that I had to take, every, every little thing he was there for me. Um, and then when Brooks had his, you know, they had us scared about his head, you know, I was like, what am I doing wrong? Am I a bad, a bad parent? But people like Tyler and my friends at work and my family, my family, my mom, my dad, um, my sister-in-law and my sister They helped me so much to realize that, Brenna, it's your first-time mom. You're going to have these scary feelings. You know, you're going to have that anxiety. Your hormones are going to be shifting. Um, They understood. And then I had breastfeeding on top of that. So that was like a full-time job in itself of am I producing enough? Is the baby getting enough? You know, trying to figure out all these things. And... I truly felt like I was never going to get through that phase. But a few months would pass and I would feel a little bit better. But then I would have a big, you know, freak out and, you know, have a hard time and then I'd be okay again. And so it was a lot of like a teeter-totter back and forth of, am I okay or will I not be okay? Like, what do I need to do? And so now that I'm at month eight postpartum, I truly can say that I feel free again. That air that I was trying to reach, you know, when I was drowning, I finally have that air. I feel free. I can breathe again. And so much is, and that's the thing with um, getting back to that, I think also had to do with me going back to work. So I'm not saying that being going back to work is not hard because it is, but I needed that getaway from home life to sort of be my that coworker, be that, you know, colleague, be that person that I was striving to be when I was younger. I always dreamed of being a nurse. Um, And so being able to leave home get that break and do what I loved really helped me grow and get through that postpartum a little bit easier. Cause I learned to be like, Hey, you need to let go. You need to let Brooks be with your mom or with Tyler. So then they can get that experience with him. So that really helped me to sort of breathe in on that aspect. Um, and as silly as it sounds, breastfeeding. So breastfeeding was, I loved And still love breastfeeding. I'm still breastfeeding now. But it was really hard for me to like feel like I could get away. Because it was mainly me feeding him. Because I hadn't at the first six weeks. You know I hadn't started pumping yet. Oh excuse me. Until after six weeks. I started pumping to go back to work. So he was pretty much attached to me all the time. And once I was back to work. You know, I still had to pump, but I felt like I had that little bit of time to, you know, since Tyler or my mom was feeding him at home. Um, so I had that time to just sort of step back. However, probably it was right around, of course, when he gets his ear infection and when we're on vacation, I had a, I got my supply back up. However, shortly after I had a dip in my supply. And so I wasn't I had I didn't have as much frozen milk saved um, from breastfeeding. So I was really taking a big plummet then too. And I'm like, like what the hell? Like I'm trying all the things. I'm trying to drink enough water. I was drinking Body Armor, all these things to try and keep my supply up. And I felt like nothing was working. But with the stress of him having the ear infection and being sick, I was so focused on that. My stress was at an all time high. And I couldn't get enough supplied out for him. So we were trying formula. And then the formula issue was a big thing. Because it was too much on his stomach. So I just felt like it was obstacle after obstacle that I was hitting. And I wasn't going to get through those. So. But then luckily we tried a hypoallergenic brand of formula. He was tolerating that well. And. I wasn't having to supply as much with breast milk. I didn't have that pressure because I'm like, he's able to tolerate formula. He's able to tolerate, you know, that on his belly. So I was able to still breastfeed him. And this is what I'm doing now is I breastfeed him every morning. And then if he wakes up at night, I will breastfeed him, which is usually only like once. And then in the morning, like in the morning and at night, I'll breastfeed him. So when I get home from work at night, usually about nine o'clock, I'll come home, breastfeed him and he'll go right to sleep. And that's something that I have that comfort with him because that's sort of our time to ourselves. But then I have that freedom, you know, on the weekends, whenever I'm home with my husband where he can feed Brooks throughout the day and then I can still feed him day and night 'Cause that was a lot on the weekends, was making sure he was getting enough. You know, Tyler, he could breast he could give him breast milk, but my supply was running low, so we didn't have a lot of extra. So whenever he was able to take formula, that really I felt like I could breathe again and mentally that took that helped me so much. Which sounds so silly, but I was really struggling because I was like, I'm not making enough how are you, how is he going to get enough nutrition? But luckily he does great with the formula and he started eating foods. So that really, I think helped me get back to where I am, which sounds so silly, but it sort of gave me a little bit more freedom and could take that time to myself where Tyler could feed him and I could go out and run some errands or do whatever. Um, And like I said, it sounds silly. It sounds crazy. But things like that really got me back to being me. Um, And I've always told you um, music has always been a huge thing. So I just was listening to music that made me happy. Whether it be I was listening music back to like high school days, things like that. And just um, not to be funny, but a little funny like Adele's new albums coming out in like 15 days I'm not mentally prepared for it but her new song easy on me came out and I'm like ready for that but music has been such a huge amazing thing for me it's such a great art form and like songs that I've always connected to have really helped me grow and I would be listening like I was listening to and that's how I sort of knew that I finally has made it back to me being myself and I felt like I was like in my soul I felt like my soul was home again and back to my happy carefree self was whenever I was listening to um I know a lot of people aren't You know, if you don't listen to worship and you don't believe in God, I, you know, that is 100% your choice and I get it and I'm not trying to push anything on you. Um, But for me, God has been huge in my life and has helped me get back to how I am today with lots of prayer and lots of worship and worship music is my way of, you know, sort of escaping in the album old church basement by elevation worship which elevation church they have great sermons it's stephen furtick incredible um but elevation worship the music incredible and that old church basement album there's multiple songs on there that really speak to me um and really spoke to me in those hard times and the other day it it had been a while since i listened to the album and I put on Shall Not Want, which is an, an incredible song. Really, the whole album is just amazing. Um, but Shall Not Want came on. And oh my gosh, now I'm having a brain fart on the other. Let me look it up on my phone real quick. Um, oh, Wait On You wait on you was the song and it's like 13 minutes long probably actually longer um but it's called wait on you and i'll sing a little bit for you let me get the lyrics out because i don't want to butcher it and i don't know if it will it eh, if it will um block it or not okay wait on the lord wait on the lord he will renew your strength so wait i say wait on the lord wait on the lord he will renew your strength so wait i say i'm gonna wait on you So that's a little snippet of it. But those lyrics right there, they came on the other day. And I just, I started bawling. Like, did not expect it, but I just, like, started bawling my eyes out. And I said to myself, I made it. And I never thought a song as simple as that would just be what would realized that I finally made it back to being myself again. I made it home. And as silly as it sounds, that song was all I needed. And the tears kept flowing and the tears kept flowing. And then I just kept listening to the entire album. Because I finally felt like I was back to my true form. My happiest self. My joyous self. And even if worship isn't, you know, what you you know, isn't what you need in life. I know it works for me, but it doesn't work for everyone. Um, I hope something that does bring you joy that brought you so much joy before something like that just hits you like a ton of bricks. And it makes you realize that I finally made it back to where I need to be. Um, And like I said, it, it can take a couple months. It can take eight months. It could take a year. It's going to be different for each person and that's okay. And if I was listening to myself in this podcast, whenever I was six weeks postpartum or a month, month and a half, two months, whatever it is, um, I would have been like, this bitch is crazy. There's no way you're going to feel back to yourself by that time. um, I wish that I had myself talking to me um, back then because I would just tell her that it'll be okay. You'll be all right. When it feels like the walls are caving in, I turn to myself and just say, you'll be okay. You're going to make it. You're going to make it through this hard, these hard times. You're going to make it through your blood pressure scares. You're going to make it through that anxiety. You're going to make it through that depression. You're going to make it through all of that. And that's the thing is, I never thought I was going to make it back. I I really didn't. And knowing that I am made it back home to where I need to be, um, it's the most wonderful and joyous feeling. And I just want that for every single one of you out there. And if you're not going through postpartum, if you're just one that's really stuck in a really bad season and you just feel like there's no way out just know that you're you're closer than you think it's it's hard it's difficult it's uncomfortable but you will get you will get through this time and i've had multiple seasons like this in my life where i didn't think i was going to get through it it was Back whenever I found my NCLEX, it felt like a failure to the world, and I didn't think I was ever going to get through that. And then I passed the NCLEX, and I became a nurse, and all was right. Um, again, I felt this way when I was in a bad job, in a bad atmosphere, and I felt I would never get out, and I felt I would never be happy again. I made it out, and I'm happy again. I went through... A rough patch early on in my life which i probably won't ever talk about because it's a very vulnerable thing to talk about but i never thought i'd make it through that and i did i made it through it and that trauma it made me who i am today it made me the person i've always wanted to be and i hope for all of you if you're friends of mine acquaintances you know have talked to me before I hope that I've brought you joy in some capacity in your life. I hope that I've brought you comfort. I hope that I've brought you strength in some way. And if I haven't met you, I hope that one day I do meet you and I can bring you some of those things. So that whatever season you're going in, whether it be bad, good, whatever... I hope that I am there to guide you through it, to get you through it, to make you feel better because you are worthy of the best season in your life. You're worthy of being your best self to feeling your most beautiful, happiest, joyous, most loving self. We all deserve it. No matter what bad things have happened in our life, no matter what has occurred in our lives that we might be ashamed of. You are worthy of happiness. You're worthy of joy. Worthy of love. You're worthy of all those things and more. And I think we forget that sometimes. If you're one that suffers with anxiety or depression, those things that are going on in your mind, the mind that you can't get to shut off, it's okay because we all have been, we've been there. We've all gone through that. But just know you'll get through that. You'll get, you'll find a happy place to where you can shut that off. Or you'll find a friend or you'll find a song or a movie that you listen to that'll bring you that comfort that you didn't think you would ever find. Find find something that'll bring you that makes you feel like you're home, makes you feel like you're in that best season of your life and just go after that every single day run towards that every single day so that you can be your joyous self and that you don't have to be your sad anxious self that we all have been before and for anyone who has dealt with anyone that said that you cannot be ever be happy or just brings a lot of frustration and negativity to your world to your world get those people out of your life and find the ones that are good, the ones that'll help you find yourself again to show you that you are worthy, that you're amazing, that you're incredible because those people that don't tell you those things that don't bring you that light in your life don't deserve to be in your life and it might hurt, but those negative people, get rid of them, get rid of the toxic of your life and be with the ones that bring you hope, that bring you love. And to my friends at work that brought hope. To my husband, my loving, beautiful husband. To my best friend, Colton, who kept checking on me. To everyone that checked in on me. But those people, to my mom, my dad, my sister, my sister-in-law. To all of those people that checked in on me. I can't thank you enough because you saved my life. And another that I truly have to give everything to is God. God saved me yet again in my life that I didn't think I was deserve I didn't think I deserved to be saved. Um but truthfully my relationship with God was tested and it has been tested before and I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful for the love and for the help with everything that everyone has shown me because all of those people that I just listed and God, like you all have saved me. And God, I'm just amazed by His love for us no matter what we do in life or what we go through. You will love us no matter what. Um, And no matter what your beliefs are, just know that you're worthy of happiness. You're worthy of everything and you will find yourself again. Um, And so, yeah, I sort of want to, I think I'm going to end today's podcast on that note. Um, I just, I'm, I'm so very grateful For this life that I have, I'm so grateful for the people that I have in it. So grateful for God. And I just can't wait to see what other best seasons I have. And despite not wanting to go through the bad seasons, I know that that's going to lead me to my best self. So I know there's going to be other seasons in life I'm not so fond of. But that's just going to make me an even better Brenna, a more loving Brenna, and a more more grateful, Brenna, I guess I could say. Um, and I hope that that happens for you too. I am so grateful for all of you and just know that people, there's people in your lives that love you and are grateful for you. And we couldn't love without you. So when you're going through that hard season, find someone to hold on to, to be there for you. And that's where we'll start next week on finding people and knowing when to ask for help when you're struggling. And that's a hard thing, but next week we'll talk about how to find help for you whenever you feel like you can't ask for help, because that's something that in my bad seasons I really struggled with. So I hope that today's episode just brought a little bit of light, a little bit of love, and I hope soon that you all find your best self as well and you find yourself again. I love you all so very much. Thank you guys for listening and tune in next week for next week's episode. Love you all.